Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Good morning, traders. How we doing out there? Welcome to the number one morning show to get you guys ready for the market. None other than pre-market prep. Let's go ahead. Let's dive on in and what today's show is going to bring us. We'll talk about the overnight action, of course. Energy stocks led yesterday. Will they lead again We'll take a look to see what is expected in the jobs number. And of course, watch the reaction as it hits the tape at 8.30. We'll take a look at Levi. We'll take a look also GameStop with some firing going on there. Upstart trading lower. We'll talk about exactly why that is. And Oxy looks like Buffett is having himself a buffet in Oxy. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, Elon, what's going on with Twitter? I heard some bots out there. We'll talk a little bit about what's in, going on in the Twitter situation. Hit the like. We also got Frank Holmes today. Let's get it started. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the petty. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, let's get it started. Let's bring on Joe Alcon and, and talk about the market. What's going on, Joe? Ah, good morning, Money Mitch. Uh, we're doing okay this morning. I mean, we're down a few handles, 475, right at 3,900. Not a not, not big deal. We had a nice rally yesterday, a little bit of sell-off overnight. We're just hanging out just above mid-range here. So important level on the upside during that jobs number will be that high from Thursday at 39.14 and a quarter. Um, and support 32 82 75. I'll call that you know, minor support level. That's your daily pivot. We'll see if that holds up through the jobs number and through the remainder of the day. Uh, we have crude in just flat 102.70. Uh, little rat, a uh, nice rally yesterday, trying to add on today. Gold up 50 cents at 17.40.20. Silver in the red, sneaking into the 18 handle, down 10 cents at 19.08 and a half. Let's see, did they get into the 18 handle yet? 
Uh, yeah, low is 18, 18.94. Uh, Bitcoin, decent day yesterday, holding on to the gains, but giving a some back down 305 at 21.550. Ethereum futures, uh, they're in the red by $25.50. Kind of quiet and uh, overall in the uh, commodities and the cryptos this morning. Yeah, we definitely saw a swing in there. And uh, a lot of the kind of the Bitcoin stocks are seeing a little bit of a bounce. We'll see if uh, that kind of can continue a, a rally there in Bitcoin. I know that we were kind of keeping an eye to see what happens with, you know, the overall market getting a little bit of rally with Bitcoin rally also. Um, but let's get into some action. We can talk a little bit before we get into uh, everything that we kind of the micro catalyst out there. But Energy stocks led yesterday um, after getting a little bit of a bounce. Um, how are you seeing oil now? How are those futures? Boy, boy, oh boy. Well, let, let's uh, let's go to the spe stock specific news first on this, and then we can talk the overall market. Of course. So, um, it, at least uh, specifically in oil, we could talk about, of course, uh, Buffett. I talked about Ooh. it. And, uh, Warren Buffett stepping up here. I talked about he he's he's been getting a little bit of oxy uh, Occidental Petroleum uh, buying another twelve million shares here, raising its stake uh, to eighteen point seven here. So. Uh, Oxy up about 2% in the pre-market. How, how are we looking there? On, Good. On I mean, morning? it's trading up nearly a buck. I mean, he I mean, he obviously pegs the value of this company at much higher. At, I don't know how much higher, but um, he's just he's just buying it. He's accumulating it. He wants the stock. It sure looks like he, he wants the company. I don't know, you know what talks or anything that's uh, been going on. Uh, you got to I'll just go technical here. That's all you can do. It's because on some days when he does these things, you know, it sells, you know, it, it really goes. And then other days it kind of sells off today. Um, you are getting the hops um, a little bit. And um, I'm going to look the pre-market high is we're, we're trading right at the pre-market high. Uh, my area of interest uh, would be just above this. And you guys can see the pair of highs here at uh, 62.78 and 62.97. So just under, uh, you know, under that $63 level. I don't know if there's a big order there perched at 63. Hasn't really taken back half of the move yet. That would be uh, that would be quite a bit higher than that. But uh, so if you're looking for a target and you're looking for follow through on this, um, look for sixty two eighty five. And then on the downside, it kept up yesterday. It's drawn the day. Oil's strong. I mean, if you're looking for a gap fill uh, on the upside, the top of uh, the range from yesterday, uh, sixty two fourteen uh, would would be the gap fill on that. Okay, let's go ahead. Let's get into some other news. I do want to go ahead and dive into, of course, the expected numbers. Let's let's talk a little quickly about those expected numbers in the job. Uh, that's going to come out at 830 Eastern. We'll be on top of it here, but I do want to give you guys the expected numbers a little bit earlier, just in case you don't know them. I expected to show employers added 250,000 positions in June, which would make it one of the smallest gains since the pandemic recovery. Uh, unemployment rate is estimated to remain unchanged at 3.6%. So keep that on your radar. We'll see what happens when that hits the tape. That's going to come in at 8.30 Eastern time. Um, and I, I don't have Dennis today, so I might have to do 
his rant. Is the growth? Is it by the dip? Is it the technology rally? I did see technology continue to rally. So I uh, got to give a shout out to my man, Triple D. Uh, he has been on top of kind of the growth push, right? On ARKK. Right. Let's take a look at that. I'll I do the talk for him today. Uh, well, first, just regarding the jobs number. Yeah, that's an, you know, that's important data. Uh, but, you know, we all know that, uh, you know, the the uh, the CPI data, I mean, I guess what the market would like to see is a little uptick in inflation, maybe, you know, or not inflation, uptick in the, uh, the, the unemployment, you know, economy cooling down a little bit. I don't see that. It still seems like there's a lot of jobs being offered out there. Um, we'll get a move out of it. Uh, it'd be important. I mean, here's a Friday. We've had a good good week so far, a shortened week. And, you know, this is going to determine whether, you know, we're just going to push higher on this move. Uh, you know, a lot of times the market closes on the highs or the lows from the week. So far, uh, we are very close to the high of the week. That was 39.16 and a quarter. Uh, not much up there as far as resistance goes for about another 40 handles. So I don't know. I don't know if this is, uh, you know, is going to be, you know, enough to push us forward. I don't, I don't think a bad number, good number. I'm not looking for a huge, huge reaction in the market, but we will find that out in about 20 minutes. Uh, the arc, uh, the arc is man technical 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 uh we did we talked about it coming down halfway of that move 40 it did a little bit more and this thing is just a line hugger i mean we just went back up to the top of this range here 4690 i couldn't have, i couldn't have drawn this in any better uh this side was 4694 uh top of the range and this has been the top of the range since may so there you go you bust out above 47 or is this just a trading range from Kathy? Uh, you really got to keep an eye on it today. Only trading down uh, 29 cents here. Uh, the other, you know, the other thing is, you know, you're getting a, you're getting a running started into it, right? You're mm -hmm. only, uh, you know, 29 cents away from unchanged close near the high of the session. Uh, you know, and then of course, after that, you know, you want to see it get above, you want to get above uh, that uh, that 47 area and make it support and hold there for a couple of days and then, you know, make more of a journey north. But, man, this, yeah, let's just call it – that's a huge number uh, for ARC, uh, that, uh, that 47. You can see it right there, and uh, we'll determine whether it's just a trading range or off to the races. All right. I, I, I see you guys, Chad. I just didn't want to interrupt Joel there. I uh, want to give you guys a little insight. Dennis is just – uh, missing out right now he might join in a little bit later but he's busy at the moment and you you guys know triple d if it's if he's not here at this moment it, it's important so he'll be back don't worry team he'll definitely be back he says um, he says rogers internet south services are down in canada oh it, it literally could be it is uh, that I mean, true we're we're trying. I, to get, I don't. I didn't. We're trying to get confirmation it. here. I we think don't that's have a, a confirmed reason why. I think that's a joke. Uh, but for <laughs> for right now, I will let you guys know if he's out. It's for a reason, right? It's for something important. Let him handle that. He'll be back, like always. Triple D will be here for us. <laughs> but I can give us a rant. Um, let's take a look at ARKK. Um, what has been hot in this and what is not, right? I think it's important to kind of look. Um. Where is the, the trade really coming from? What's pushing ARC, right? 
right? You know what? Rogers Communication Services down for thousands of users. Uh, they, well, let's just say if if that's the truth, you're gonna have a little bit of a pissed off Dennis this morning. <laughs> oh man, he's he's gonna be a little upset because I'm sure he's uh, trying to get his trades and, and figure that whole situation out. So let him work on that, guys. I think it's more oh, important man. than doing the show right now. Um, There's nothing he, he can do. Yeah, exactly. He, he needs he to drive. He, he needs to drive to Michigan right now. So. He, he can't um because he, he can't even call in in his orders yeah because his phone's not working i mean i'm sure he'll figure out something he's probably working on that as we speak so let's let's focus on the market i know that uh triple d will be good give him some love guys probably let him know on twitter we're missing you hit him up at triple I, think I just got a, I just got a text from him just there after that major internet I, what's the symbol for rogers uh, let's. Is it RCI? Let's, sh- let's go short it. I have no idea. Yeah, it is. It's RCI. RCI. Yeah, uh, Rogers Community. Is it down? <laughs> uh, I don't know. They can't get quite down. Uh, it's just been, it's just in a well, tight range. It, it's, it's down on service, at least. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, I guess he just needs to get a satellite, but uh, the show must go on. I mean, at least he got a text out. So that's something mm-hmm. better, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So, so I, got I get you. to let's... talk today. I get to yes. talk today. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Rants on. Rants on today. All right. So really quickly, I'm going to show you guys ARKK here. What has been hot in ARKK recently? So it's a lot of it is this biotech names like Face. Uh, you can see Beam. Uh, let, me, let me, I'll just pull it up here. Beam has been really doing really good. Uh, let me look at the daily chart so you guys can see how this has really been pushing off. Um, you can do CRISPR. Um, so a lot of these biotech names, which we have been pointing out how biotechs have been really strong, have been pushing. What else has it been pushing in ARKK? Well, I'm sure the Tesla move didn't, didn't hurt it, right? In uh, just a couple of days from Tuesday where we were at, towards where we're at now, that's a good like 12% raise. That's going to help ARKK. Um, and ARKK also has a lot of these kind of growth uh, software names like Unity and Roblox. Um, so keep these on your radar too. We'll see how these kind of continue performing. Um, but ARKK is definitely kind of an indicator, good indicator to keep watch on this growth trade. If I see ARKK continue to run, I'm going to continue to see that we have some growth looking well. Um, Square also kind of getting off the floor, helping it out here. It's about 12% move uh, since Friday. It doesn't look too bad there in some of these names, but keep them on watch. We don't know when these are going to turn around or if these will just continue to run and not get back towards those lows. Um, So what what do you... Yeah, pull up up the Zoom chart here. The Zoom. Um, Did you see that chart? At least I pointed out yesterday, you weren't here on at the close, Joe, but I pointed out this uh, in, inverse head and shoulders pattern here on the daily. Uh, what do you see on Zoom? Uh, look at that. I mean, you just pull these tops here, all these pesky tops. And I, you know, I'll, I'll just, I'll just go to the closest area of those tops. And that's, uh, that's 124. I mean, yeah, you have these over here, you know, you don't want to get too numbery, but um, I think if you can get the momentum to get over this 124, uh, then I'm not too, not too worried about these. Now that's still three bucks uh, over $3 away. Uh, so who knows? They get a strong market. Um, let's see. Um, 
Oh, he, he switched houses and Bell Internet is working. It's Rogers that's out. So by Bell, short Rogers. That's um, the arbitrage of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get a run with this computer. Oh, man. You guys see Triple D just like running down the street. He has his desktop <laughs> under one arm. He has one monitor under the other. He has his headset on. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get it. Get it. Uh, fast market there. Um, and yeah, so keep let's keep an eye on that one one twenty-three and a half and uh in uh in Zoom. Uh good day yesterday. Uh, if you're looking to buy it on the cheap or you wanna just protect some profits, uh double bottom at uh one sixteen fifty area, uh the lowest from the last two sessions. So moving away from that, uh zoom now. I mean now the monthly here, you know. Not even going to start drawing in retracements on this thing. What was last month's high? Was last month's high right here too? Last month's high was twenty three seventy three. So those other highs were back in April. So got a nice number there for Zoom. Uh, SP is just kind of inching our way up to unchanged here. Uh, only down two and three quarters handles. That closed uh, thirty nine oh five yesterday. Uh, that was our highest close. Um, that we've had sit, uh, since back in June when we had 39 at 16 and a quarter close. Let's go to the disaster of the day. Upstart. Disaster, yeah. Upstart or downstop, as I used to call it. Uh, <laughs> upstart shares trading lower as the company cuts preliminary Q2 revenue outlook. Um, now the revenue outlook is looking at 228 million versus 295 million, Shoot. and the high end there was 305 million. So missing by over 70, uh, 68 million there, uh, changing their guided oh. uh, revenue. Um, that that's definitely going to turn and and have some analysts changing their ratings. JPM Securities downgrading the stock from market outperform to market perform. Um, what do you see here on Upstart? Oh man, I mean that—that's a big cut. I mean that is a big old cut. Uh, I don't know if they're going to buy the dip in this one. Uh, you're getting some preliminary buying interest right off the hop, and that's always a—that's always a good sign. You know, you don't have the. We're looking at the uh, upper left chart here. It's not the you know, it's not a step down seller. Yeah, you, you want you washed out the panic, right? You know, the panic sellers took it down from thirty two to just under twenty seven, right? So tw- what the uh, pre market low comes in at twenty six fifty. What do you have to lead on? You have this twenty six uh, seventy eight low from May twelve. So that's really showing some preliminary buying interest. If they don't, if they busted through there, then you got to look at the ultimate low of the move here at twenty five forty three. Uh, that was made on May eleventh. I don't know. That's a really a huge, you know, uh, a huge cut. Uh, so I look for those levels, and then it, it'd be one of those situations where you know the person that's trying to be uh, patient here, bringing it around twenty seven. If you know if they can't get their stock and they you know they start to bid it up, then. You know, you'll get a little bit of a rally on this. If you're scooping it up, you know, off the low, you're just scalping it here. Uh, just be aware, 28.79 has been the rebound high. So 26.50 uh, to 28.79, that's the uh, that's the uh, uh, projected early range here for UPST. 
It'll be interesting to watch Upstart. Um, I did see a firm get hit. I'm not yeah. sure exactly on this, but I, I have a feeling that this had a, a little bit to do with there. Um, if you know Upstart, it actually goes under credit services. Yeah. Um, so I think this had an effect on the relationship there with the firm. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, they, <laughs> they're down a buck and a half. This thing just seems to move two, three bucks, you know, either way. Nice move so far this week. Uh, for you, firm holders, I mean, you, all these charts just look the same. They're just trying to rally, and then something like this happens. Um, I don't think you're out of the woods in uh, this 24, and you were approaching that yesterday uh, on the close coming up to 23.66. Might poke your head through 24, didn't. Now you got more work to do. If you're looking to buy this one today, man, yesterday's low was way down at 20 and a quarter. Uh, maybe get a shot, you know, in the at the twenty-one handle, but uh, for long term, uh, we'll keep an eye out. See if this can bust out over twenty-four. Okay, Chaz, I did see your comment in the chat saying that uh, be careful because this could be like what you see out of the earnings coming out of here, right? We could see this as a trend, uh, seeing these stocks just getting hit hard on earnings. Um, especially if you're starting to see more and more of those revenue outlooks just get cut. We'll see what happens there. Let's take a look at Levi here coming in and raising their dividend from 10 cents to 12 cents. Uh, so it looks like the jeans are doing good, at least. It, it, it's interesting in retail because we're getting mixed stories, right? And so here Levi actually beat on the EPS of 29 cents. Their estimate was 23 cents. Sales at 1.47 billion, beating the 1.43 billion and raising their dividend there. Uh, is I, Mitch, I know you don't remember her, but, um, and I don't know how, who, who's been around. I don't even know if Spinner remembers. We, we had, um, we had this, uh, guest on a while ago, several years ago. Her name was Kristen Bentz and she was like a fashion person. And she commented on like the fashion stocks and the retailing yeah. stocks. I don't know what ever happened to her. Uh, but somehow we we were talking about shorts, right? And uh, and we, I don't know, I don't know Levi's stock. I don't even know if it was around then. And uh, I mentioned that from a long time ago. You know, I had jean shorts. Oh, she went crazy on me. She absolutely yelled at me. Does anybody remember that? That was shoot. That was five six years ago. Maybe we'll maybe we'll have to try and. Uh, Dig her up. I don't know if I still dig, have. Her. I'm about to dig up that clip. I want to see uh, Joe yell some, that. Yeah, it made fun of me. George, she called him. I don't know if anybody, if anybody in the chat remembers that, or I don't even know if Kristen, if uh, if she's still in the markets. But uh, Levi's got a pop, right? And mm -hmm. uh, it got a nice pop. There was nothing in there. Uh, I like to see like the the immediate reaction, right? The immediate reaction took it to seventeen twenty eight. No, you just backed off a little bit, right? Made another little poke there in the last session. Uh, I have nothing there for you. I have absolutely nothing there for you at 1728. Uh, if you're looking for more, if you want more through the pre-market high, um, 1774 was a high not too long ago. That was on June 28th. And um, I think holding 17 would be interesting because that was a, a close that you had on the 27th. 
of last month. You broke down into the uh, upper 15 handle. So, hey, why not hold 17? Actually, there's two highs there. There's 17.59 and 17.74. So, um, there you go. Let's go to GameStop here, and they're pulling the old split. Then do some firing trick here. Uh, GameStop firing its CFO and announcing layoffs as a part of an aggressive turnaround plan. GameStop has fired uh, Chief Financial Officer Mike mm. Rescrepto. It's going to be interesting to see what, how oh, GME boy. trades today after pushing up yesterday from a four to one split. It got back above the 130. That was the area where I was seeing resistance early on in the day. I wonder if it plays resistance today. Oh, boy. Down seven sticks already. Uh, the reaction low, uh, once again, it, it's well off the low. Uh, 120.61 is your pre-market low. Now you're, or excuse me, your after hours low. Now you're you're way above that. So someone definitely came in and, uh, and bought the tip on this one. How's it look from yesterday's range? Uh, boom, boom. You know what? That was right in the air. Wow. Someone's pegging 122 here. Because the low from yesterday was 2181, and then they hit the news and they took it boom right to the low of 2181, and hit, probably took it a little bit lower. Yeah, 2061. So you still got to respect that support. I just don't understand. You know, they had, you know, this news yesterday. I mean, they come out with like the split news yesterday, and it pops and comes out today. So I don't know. It's not exactly smooth sailing there over at uh, GME, and that's it. If you get a rally, I'm sure a lot of people would like to see that closing price. People that took it home were looking for the two-day move for GME. We can continue going to your, your favorite, uh, Elon Musk uh, and Twitter. Buddy. Uh, your, your buddy right there. Uh, Twitter dropping on Musk's bid in jeopardy. Wedbush says original offers out the window. Elon Musk deal to buy Twitter is in serious jeopardy being uh, reported by three people familiar with the matter. Um, and this all coming, of course, on a conclusion that Twitter's figures on spam accounts are not verifiable. Um, what do you think? I mean, we've been talking about how Musk is trying to see his way out of this deal. Um, yeah. Looks like at least he got the, the spam accounts not being verifiable. Could you imagine? Oh man, I think he's just thinking, what did I do? Like I'm you know, I'm the richest man in the world, got everything going for me, and one day I decided I want to wake up and well buy Twitter. And uh it's just I mean, it's just a huge undertaking and I you know, he's re if anything, he's trying to get a lower price. Um, you know, his stock is taking a haircut from it. Um, they spiked it down under 36. Very hard to trade this technically because this, uh, the, uh, the news comes right. And then it moves it. So, I mean, it's, you know, we've talked about it. You risk rewards on this and there, you know, when it comes out news like this, that your reward is, I don't think it's 5420 anymore. Um, it's lower. So I don't know what to tell you. I'm just pray to the trading investing gods that I'm out of this thing. And I got my second opportunity when he did it. So uh, that's it. That's, um, that's all you can say. You're, I don't know. Like some people say, oh, it's going to 2530 if the deal doesn't go through. They're also laying off people, right? Mm -hmm. You know, um, the talent team. So 
yeah, nothing it, good. I mean, nothing good is coming out of that company. I honestly starting to think that the best result might be for uh, at least for Elon's outlook to probably pay that billion in the kind of the fee to get out of the trade. Right. I mean, yeah, that might actually have to be the best outlook. Um, I don't know what his <laughs> I don't know what his lawyers are telling him right now, but at least in my eyes, it might be that, uh, hey, kind of have to give Twitter a billion dollars here, pay the fee and get out. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, write it. Uh, right off as t- I mean, no one likes to give away a bill, but when you got as many bills as he does, then not a big deal, right? Not All right, a big let's, deal. Um, do we want to sneak in one I, more stock here before the well, jobs number? Well, do I, I, I don't want to get yelled at for being late on the jobs number, so pushing everything to the side here, guys. Okay. We got okay. about maybe a minute 30, for, uh, okay. just about a minute here. Um, so we got about a minute for the jobs number to be released. Let's go back to the expectations here. Expected 250,000 positions in June. If you guys remember in May, employers added 390,000. So just to see how that's dropping off, right? I think, you know, a lot of people are paying attention to CPI. And I, and I don't think that's a wrong thing to do. But I also think that a little part of me thinks that the jobs numbers are actually more important here. Why? Because that to me would get a confirmation about recession because everyone wants to battle about the GDP. But of course, if the jobs number starts pointing that, Hey, we're losing jobs, unemployment's going through the roof. Would you even question that we're in recession at that point? Yeah. I just, like I said, I just like the eyeball test, you know, for me, doesn't, you know, doesn't say that. I mean, I guess it depends where you're at. Um, you know, in what part of the country, I mean, there's like a, you know, a lot, there's shortages of workers, right? If anything. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, we'll find out. Um, I got the one minute up. You guys know, I hate the one minute chart, but, uh, for illustration purposes, uh, oh, I will up. keep the one minute chart up. Uh, you can see we've been 3904. Well, why is that relevant? Is because the close was 3905. So that's why that that's relevant there. On the one minute, traded through it quite a bit. Um, on a rally here, uh, what you need to do is what you need to keep an eye on is if we take out uh, the high from Thursday. Um, that's 3914 and a quarter. Um, here we go. It looks like we're we're jumping jumping the gun. We're getting some neg- negativity here. The first move is down. Someone jumped the gun here, took her down. Again, Not at the low idea. of the day. They're, I don't even, I mean, those are those, uh, they don't like it. It's it's not good. Come on. The low is 82.75. We're coming up on that low. We haven't hit it yet. The low at 82.75 is being protected. We there had a touch is. just under 86. Got the non-farm tier at June at 372,000 versus 268,000 estimate. Prior was 390. Um, so it looks like they're coming in at least over there on the non-farm payrolls here. I'll put the numbers up for us. Better than expected? Worse than expected? Uh, better. At least, well, the estimate was 268,000 on the non-farms. Uh, uh-huh. So better than expected because at least uh, the 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 estimate was 268, 372 okay. added. Shouldn't be a bad number there, but the prior was 390. Shows a little bit of a slowdown, 
but at least from the estimate, the estimates are off here. Yeah, and uh, the unemployment rate stayed stayed the same. Uh, I mean, you got yeah. you got a dip there. Haven't right. taken out the pre market low. Uh, that's being defended here. Eighty two seventy five. They made a poke at it. Where did they? Where did we get to? We got just under that. What's that little wick there? That little wick came in at uh, eighty five and a half. So. Uh, you muted yourself, Joel. Joel. Joel, my friend, I can't hear you. You got muted. The old... I'm sorry. Trip. Am I back? I yeah, must be um, over it. Uh, I just said that, you know, they're going, they're gunning for the pre-market low at 82.75 and I think things open up to the downside. Sure, Street's not liking it. As of right now, Street's not liking the report. Under 82.75, Thursday's interday low is not down for another 16 handles. So right now there's a dip, and it's not being bought yet. So what's, uh, that's what we got. We're down 17 handles and trying to, uh, trying to get some upticks here. We can now get rid of that one-minute chart. Because it drives me crazy. And we can go back to normal chart. Like the 15 minute. Okay. All right. It, it, this is an interesting move here. Because uh, at least from my understanding. Right. If we're expecting 268,000 added. We get 372,000 added. Wouldn't that necessarily be a good thing there? At least in my understanding of the numbers here. I don't know if you, if I'm wrong here, Joel. Maybe maybe tell me I'm wrong, but the, <laughs> it doesn't seem to kind of add up to what the price action is that we're seeing out there. But it could no, be. no. I and I mean, I you also you know the way I look at it. I mean, you know what was going to take the you know the market had a had a good rally this week. I don't know what they wanted out of this number for the rally to continue. Uh, but right now, it's just giving you, you know, the indications that, you know, this and also we talked about how light the volume was on the rally yesterday. Uh, the indications where the markets acted today that that, you know, that was just a, uh, um, you know, a bear market rally, light volume uh, bear market rally. So that's what we got on our hands right now. Who knows what happens at uh, 930 when uh, the real liquidity comes in. But uh, that, yep, they don't. They don't like what they're the seeing chat's right mentioning, now. The chat's mentioning, too, and this is the outlook, that now you're seeing, what, a continued strong job environment. So this leaves more room for the Fed to increase uh -huh. those heights, height rates. So that could be why we are seeing that downside action. Good. That's that's what it's all about, right? And the conversation there. And I will go ahead and say, like Dennis will say, uh, nobody knows. Uh, but we'll keep watching there. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's go ahead. Let's get out of the jobs number reaction here. We'll kind of keep watch, but we do have our guest today. 
Uh, let's dive on into that. I'm going to get the banner ready here. Uh, looks like I didn't have it ready here. Let me get it up here. Okay. Two seconds. Boom, boom. Got it here. All right, let's go ahead. Let's bring on Frank Holmes, Executive Chairman of High Blockchain, CEO and Chief Investment Officer of U.S. Global Investors. Welcome to the show, Frank. Welcome back. It's great to be with y'all. All right, Frank. We got a lot to talk about here. Uh, you know, just uh, well, well, just for you know, you you before we get to the to the airlines and uh, and the cryptocurrencies and overall, what what's your overall take here on uh, the jobs number, the reaction, potential recession? What, what what are you looking at? What what key indicators are you relying on? Well, there's no day, no doubt that uh, we're in a recession, and but the recession is not sort of broad based, and it's not going to be like. 2008, 2009 with rising rates, uh, where there's going to be a huge global credit crisis. Uh, I, I don't see that. Uh, I see that there's lots of policy issues to do with climate change that originally started out of the EU. And, and I think what recently just happened last week was a Supreme Court pushing a lot of that regulatory world to the states away from the beltway. And that will basically... Uh, prevent a big recession because it'll create innovation and competition amongst the various states. Uh, and I think that that's much more healthy than having one central control mechanism for all this money and regulations being taken out of the system and spent in the system. Okay. All right. Um, so let's, uh, let's move on to the airline industry, right? And, uh, you know, one thing I keep thinking about the airline industry is the higher fuel costs, right? Uh, now, some of them hedge, some of them don't. Uh, you know, let, let's talk about, you know, the cost of fuel. So, I don't know, is it, are the, are the airport so busy because there's just less flights and less pilots and they got to cram people in or, or people back, people back traveling and, you know, business travel is starting to come back. Business is back. We're well over 2 million people a day being cleared. I, I think there's an emotional binge uh, tourism and travel. I just came back from Europe uh -huh. and it's absolutely crazy what you have to spend for a hotel, uh, which you trying to get any type of services. There's a shortage of, of people that have gone back to work. Uh, they want, if they come back to work cash, they're still getting a thousand euros a, a month. Uh, and so they have a, a real challenge that. And so when we look here in the U S People are afraid. If you remember, it was only a month ago there was the fears coming out again that another COVID variant is coming out in the fall and it's going to be bad. And uh, and so people were saying, "I got to travel now. I got to get out uh, because I don't know if I'll be locked down in the future." So you do have this huge binge that's taking place, uh, and and I think that that, that is probably going to last throughout this summer. Um, but I also think that. Uh, the, the fears of uh, inflation have have tampered a lot of people, and so they're now traveling by buses and they're driving their cars, but the roads are packed. Uh, so even with higher fuel prices to go out and travel. All right, you got a, a, a potential way here to play the Jets uh, ETF. Uh, why don't you give us, uh, just to take advantage of volatility, why don't why don't you explain that to us? You know, it's a, it's a great point because what we do have in this big ecosystem around Jets, and, and remember, Jets is listed New York Stock Exchange, also Mexico City, also in Peru, and London, England. 
that brand is a sort of a truly a global brand and it has this interesting liquidity to it. So that big ecosystem attracts traders. Oil prices go up. Okay, jets all of a sudden sells down. Oil prices fall, jets start bidding up. Uh, and you have a lot of now coming into his cover writing, buying jets and, and selling calls against it because a three-month roll gives a lot of protection on the upside, uh, on the downside, and gives you a high yield if it just goes flat. Uh, so I, I think it's really interesting that we have position players that say that the airlines are still cheap on a relative to trains and trucks uh, industry, and there's such a backlog for shipping things around uh, products and goods and services. Uh, so I think that the Jets has this this robustness to it of a lot of traders today. All right, Frank, I'm going to go ahead and start diving into Hive blockchain here. Can you let us know what you got in your recent June 22, uh, 2022 production figures? Well, I know that we produced for the past quarter because we went public yesterday for the month and then for the quarter, uh, most of our peers. Um, uh, so, and, it, and a lot of times now they don't include our Ethereum, which is a huge profit center for us. I mean, we're talking about, uh, we went from 90%, 92% gross margins down to 50 uh, with this fall in Ethereum Bitcoin. Uh, for, but as a company, we still have positive cash flow uh, and we are still, you know, we, we hold all of our Bitcoin. We didn't have to sell. Uh, Core Scientific sold uh, 27,000 coins. Um, other people had margin calls, pledging. So I think from a, from a position, we stay green and clean where we are. We continue to slowly and just modestly grow our production. Uh, we're still doing over $300,000 a day in, in revenue with $150,000 of costs. So we have this free cash flow. So I feel, feel good. Um, I, I think the industry is really dealing with almost like 2008, 2009 housing crisis where everything was so leveraged. We had all these players come into the ecosystem offering yield and really high attractive yields. And now litigation is coming out that it was a Ponzi scheme, uh, that there's this sort of high leverage 101, more like I wrote about yesterday, long-term capital, which was, was a 100 to one leverage. But the issue here is that a lot of retail people came in and they were trying to get these high yields of eight to 12 uh, percent. And that's all come crashing down because there was no compliance. There was no regulatory like you would have over a broker, over a bank. And they were hanging their shingle out as if they were a savings and loans company. So I think that 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 sort of catharsis has hurt the whole industry and pushed down prices. But it appears we're close to a bottom here. Uh, okay. and, and we saw yesterday some Excellent. of these crypto mining stocks jump 15 to 25%. Yeah, yeah definitely. I was going to ask you, how do you see the environment overall right now? You just stated a big, important part of that. I appreciate you covering that. I think it's also important for retail traders to hear that. Um, so where do you see Bitcoin in the environment right now and where do you see it going in the future are we in a long pro prolonged winter as some may call it yeah i think the winter is is between the bottom is very close or it's going to create a bottom here um because what happens you have the, all the falling prices 
And then you start getting into the litigation that's coming out, uh, class action against the Solana ecosystem, against Celsius, et cetera. That's usually a bottom. Uh, and, and so I think that between now and the, and the fall, uh, we'll get a bottom. There'll be regulatory pronouncements coming out against exchanges, uh, which I think is great. That's where the onboarding takes place. And, and I think the industry will then have its next surge. Uh, we had this, you know, in 2017, this huge run up and there was all these tokens were coming out that were really securities. Uh, and, and they basically all capitulated and fell down. And Clayton, who was the head of the SEC, went after the ball and cleaned up that whole um, sort of like uh, cowboys that were out there. Uh, and we're going to go through the same process here. But the Bitcoin, the, the sort of the, the essence of Bitcoin uh, as a decentralized global asset, that's not going away. And, and Ethereum as the backbone for the uh, blockchain and digital world, that's not going away. A lot of these other characters that are a peripheral, they're going away and, and will rebuild uh, for next run. Okay, um, let's shift over here to uh, to shipping. And uh, you got, um, I think I can, I got this up on the oh, screen the here. here. All right, look at oh, that. Look at that move. Frank, yeah, Frank's on fire. Okay. Going to the waves, going to the yeah. waves. Okay, so the CETF here, uh, you know, in containers, spot rates for containers leaving major China ports are off their peaks from earlier customer spending habits change here. Uh, tell us what we're looking at here, Frank, and what the implications are. Well, this is a great inflation uh, to me. They, they have tremendous pricing power. Uh, a lot of the climate change policies that started coming out a few years ago after COVID really hit the shipping industry with less ships. And ships basically carry 80% of the products we use. Um, and then we had earlier this year, China shut down again, and now it's just opening up. And we could see a pop in luxury goods. We had negative narrative on Target and have an old inventory. And I think that's just short-lived. Uh, you still see that there's such congestion uh, in, in L.A. at the uh, seaport, how long they have to wait. Um, and, I, and I think that we're going to see a lot of airlines have been converting old airplanes into shipping cargo. I know for Hive, in buying product and moving it from Asia over to Sweden and places like that, we saw the, the cost every month going up for shipping by, by airlines. And, uh, and, and they pass on all their costs to you. So any rise in the price of oil, you have to pay for that. Insurance, you have to pay for that. Uh, and, and so I think there's, it's going to be a lot further down the road before this gets back to equal. So this is a... This is what we saw one of the largest shipping companies announced yesterday a 70% growth in the past uh, six months in their revenue. I have a question here, uh, Frank. Do you think that the recent relief in oil will play a factor in this? Well, that will really help jets uh, more so than uh, this industry because this industry uh, uh, passes all those costs on to you immediately. The airlines, if they keep passing on those costs, they will get a slowdown in people flying. Uh, but people need to have products. And it's a monopoly. If you think about it, and actually it's an oligopoly, a few ships control a big part of the movement of 80% of all products in the world. 
Uh, and so I, I think that uh, it's a unique industry. And I think a lot of the UN and climate change policies uh, have basically embedded inflation into the movement. And then and we have these logistics issues. So then along comes Putin invading Ukraine. That just adds more pressure, not only to oil and delivery of oil, but the shipping and flying around the world. Uh, and so I think this is a really a unique product. And whenever I've seen it, where supply is restricted, but global demand is still growing, even if it's growing modestly, you get big price action in this category. So one thing, uh, and we have a description here. I'll use show you guys the image here. And you're looking for global dry bulk demand to increase. Why is this happening? And what should we pay attention to to see this increase? Well, as I mentioned earlier, I wrote about this um, 18 months ago, is that uh, some of the UN policies removed 25% of all the ships to move 80% of all the products in the world. That is, if you have a certain oil, you can't come into U.S. ports or into Singapore or Amsterdam. And, and, but the world continues to have babies and continues to need products. So you have, they have pricing power. You want to move products, they can pass that on. Uh, so that's what makes this industry, and it's going to take a while, and there's new rules coming out. I was talking to people last week in Bermuda that their boats, their big boats, will not be able to come close to American shores with these, these policies unless they go to natural gas. And each of these big yachts need to spend about $3 million to upgrade to be able to come close to shores. Well, that's not just the U.S., that's the world. So you're going to have this sort of slowdown uh, from big cargo ships right down to these luxury yachts, where they can go and what they can do. All right, let's, uh, let's wrap it up here uh, with gold. I mean, inflation hedged? No. Nothing down back at its low back working its way towards uh seventeen hundred here down six dollars and thirty cents. Uh what's up? What's going on with the gold bugs? It's a great, you know, it's a one of those sort of fascinating uh, developments, and that is physical gold and physical silver is in short supply. In fact, even pennies are in short supply. You go to a Nike store and they don't want to give you change. They don't have pennies for you. They tell you in, 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 in saying with some of the banks, they don't have coins. Uh, we really see this in silver and gold and you see physical offtake being quite substantial. So what is, why is it the futures market keeps selling down the price of gold? 40% of all demand for gold is fear. And the fear is usually correlated inversely to the U.S. dollar. So the U.S. dollar has been on a tear and inversely gold comes down. And it's never really sustainable for long for about nine months. And then all of a sudden you get this correction in the dollar and you get gold going back up. Uh, last year, uh, gold was up on average uh, 4%, but between two periods, the beginning and end of the year, it was down. So everyone said gold was down, but the gold producers are making a ton of money. So I, I think if you look at cash flow multiples or earnings multiples, gold mining stocks are extremely undervalued. 60% of all the gold producers, I follow over 100 of them, are have free cash flow. So the industry is very healthy and strong. Uh, the price of gold is coming off because of the dollar trade, that mm -hmm. the fear trade, but the love trade is still very big. It's ex exceptionally big. And, and the only big real physical supply is coming out of Russia. Russia needs to get 
buy armaments. And so they're cutting deals with China and India, uh, trying to sell gold beneath the market uh, just to get some 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 products and certain things they need to come into their country. And so we've seen policies out of Switzerland or the U.S. pushing Switzerland not to accept physical gold from Russia. Frank Holmes here, Executive Chairman, High Blockchain CEO and Chief Investment Officer at U.S. Global Investors. Thank you for coming on, like always, Frank. Thank you. And uh, please know uh, you guys do a great job on cover writing. And I think a lot of these products we talk about, we have, are phenomenal with because they're highly volatile, have big premiums for cover writing. Thank you, like always. Appreciate that extra. Cheers. All right, uh, Joel, we're seeing continued leakage after yeah, that. Yeah, we did. Number. We did. Yeah. Um, what was the uh, was. Oh, Joel, the mute button again. Mute. Joel, the mute, the mute, my friend. Might have to get my man uh, a mic set up like mine. So he, yeah. he doesn't have to worry about the mute anymore. This thing. Um, we uh, took out the low uh, that we had talked about. And I was looking for us to get to the the uh, previous day's intraday low. You guys all know what the difference is between that. Uh, the intraday low is a low that's established at 9.30 a.m., right? I keep track of that between 9.30 and the 4 o'clock session. And that was it's um that was six that was sixty six fifty. So far we got to sixty eight. We got a little bit of uh, of a bounce, and that's what we got. We got a bounce off the sixty eight. So we'll be keeping on that. Uh, long ways to go to get back to unchanged. A lot of things in the red. Uh, crude has slipped in the red. Uh, all your big components. I see Oxy still holding on to some gains here. Still up eighty cents off the. Off the uh, war news, but starting uh, starting to fade a little bit from that uh, that major resistance point we were talking about. Ticker time! You guys throw up a ticker or two. Uh, we will touch it before we get into sure. and get on out of here. Um, one that I'm going to keep watch. I've talked about it consistently. Walmart over one twenty five fifty. What do you, what do you see on that chart for me, Joel? Which one? Walmart. Walmart. Oh, we is it still stuck in this area? It's still stuck there. Oh, keeps doing the little fakes right above in the intraday, but we don't get to close above that one twenty five. No, no, no. Uh, man, we had we had been talking about this. This is uh, this is an earnings whooping, and uh, man, I, I should have kept this up here before because this is uh, this is constructive chart, and uh, come on, not that retracement. I just wish I could look at the retracement. Uh, I got to work on my uh, Oculus goggles along with um, Todd Gordon here. Uh, it looks like we're clearing that. That was like 123 and a half, 124. Couple tight ranges over the last few sessions. That's establishing a bid here. Uh, we got uh, good support at 124. Uh, the lows in the last two sessions. Nothing much on the upside, 126.28. I guess you got a couple pokes there. I, I don't know. It's a buck off its low from yesterday, building a little bit of a base. I don't know, you know, to another push up. Uh, but just a short-term target for today, 126.28. Uh, uh, and right now it, it doesn't look 
as appears right now that you're going to get uh get a shot at uh, the pair of lows from yesterday, right at 124. Target, how's Target looking? Because that that one, it bounced yesterday. It did, it did. It bounced 140 back to 150. Huh? Mm. Let's see. It's had a couple touches at 150, right? 150, 131, 150. You're backing off. I don't know. Gain 10 bucks this week. Let's see if it can clear 150. All right. Uh, they want to know about the Goog, the Google. The Google. What's the official split date? I know it's coming up, right? I, I believe it's the 21st, but chat, I know you guys probably know more about Google than I do right here on this. Yeah, split date. I, I had Confirm it, it for um, me, guys. I know yep, you guys. Nice move up um, with the market yesterday. Uh, what do you, nothing major here. Uh, you backed off from yesterday's high, uh, which was, uh, let's call it 2400. 20, you want to press through that and then uh, you get a look a little bit higher. Uh, 24, 24 and a quarter would be your next level, but 2400 has been a, a, a rollback. But hey, you get the SPs moving and uh, get it going to the upside. Why not? Um, it seemed to be having the uh, uh, the pre-split rally. Uh, if that's going to continue, similar to the Amazon rally, uh, that lasted quite a few days. This was the same. So uh, it could just be getting going there for the uh, pre-split rally. You made the high on the day of the split, came down and retested. So Google looks like it's uh, is on that pre, pre-split rally. Um, I have it set for July 15th. I also saw someone okay. in the chat cover that. So that's next week, Friday. So keep that on your radar. We'll see if that can continue. I think dips are going to be bought in that on, until that. All right. Let's go to the next one here. I did see, of course, Tesla being mentioned. We could take a look. That's been making a, a recent run up. What do you big see day. on that? Yeah, big day yesterday. Trading down today. I mean, it's a 750. Look at that 750. You hit there last week. So on a relative strength base, well, we really came off hard on Monday. The S&Ps came off hard too. Uh, so 756.21, I uh, have that as your major resistance now. You're trading in the red here by 863. So first things first, uh, you know, the close uh, is going to act. I'd say the just the way the spoobos are acting, the way the market's reacting, I think that whole area from 733.63, which was your actual close, coincided with another close uh, at the end of June, uh, up to 736.09. I look at that as a sell zone today and uh, – don't know if it has the legs down to get to uh, yesterday's low at 696.63. Craig LeBlanc, we appreciate the $5 tip here. He wants to check out Sark. Sark. Okay. Well, that, that's probably been Inverse going down. Of the right? ARKK, yeah. right? Interesting so. point. I mean, you got you got uh, Sark. You can look at ARK and you can look at Sark and you don't have to trade in the dark. Uh, oh, trade- look at Joel. <laughs> I haven't done one of those stupid things in a while. Um, it's the inverse. I mean, I, I got. It's easier for me to look at the Kathy chart here and say, okay, what's Kathy? Oh, Kathy's trading down a buck. So this major resistance area for Kathy. It's a top of a trading range that you had uh, since since uh, since early May. Uh, so you know, Sark. If uh, you know, if it starts to fail here. Then Sark's a buy. I'll just look at it this way. Now, if Kathy starts to come down again, 
Uh, you got two daily lows at 43 and a half. So doesn't look like it has the hops to get down. It's like they're selling it off today, but it's like it, you feel like there's buyers out there, right? We're already 14 handles off the uh, off the pre-market low. I don't know if we have the juice to, uh, you know, to get long on, you know, to get green on the session. Uh, but it feels like there's just a minor buy the dip uh, uh, mentality out here this morning. Heading in, I don't know if we got some uh, buying balances or not, uh, but that's what um, that's what you're looking at. Fed's bossing. Uh, oh, we got some Fed yeah, comments. Saw, yeah, just saw this hit the tape. The breaking news. Breaking news, right? Breaking news, guys. The Fed uh, Bostick here is saying that the jobs report showing that the economy is strong, says the economy is starting to slow down. First signs of slowdown is what we need. Um, There's some more comments also hitting the tape. So this is also coming out of Reuters. So um, just pay attention to see what's going into the open here. You could get more Fed comments. Yeah, so market still has a lot of momentum. So... So that means that rates are going up. That's bad for the market. I, you know, I just. <laughs> <laughs> We're not economists, Joe. Like my man. Oh Dennis my god! Me. The more not I follow an economist, this. not following the numbers. I wish we would just go into recession already and get it over with. Uh, but um, there we go. Uh, a rally uh, off the low, uh, back above what was that previous uh, pre-market low. So I don't know, market. Does it have the hops? Does it have the hops to get green? Can we take out that that high from yesterday? I will say, though, if we do take out that high from yesterday, there's just not much on the dailies here to lean on. Uh, You go back uh, to the pair of highs from last week. So we'll see. Uh, The market does squaring off today, rallying on some Fed comments. So. Uh, we made it. Uh, we made it through without Triple D. I uh, I hope he's plugged in, Dennis. If you get to listen, I hope hope you were one of these nights where you were fully hedged because uh, I would have been tough with uh, no communications. But uh, no pre market prep plus today. Uh, back on Monday, uh, full swing. Uh, Mitch, great job today. Uh, covered a lot of stocks, and uh, everyone have a good and good and safe weekend. We'll continue to watch. Um, Joel, sometimes there's a dash for trash. I'm going to be trying to do maybe the opposite, trying to short the trash. So who knows? We'll see what's going on out there. We'll definitely catch up uh, later today. I'll be by myself, but I'll still do at the close. Um, so you guys can tune on in. Guess what, though? I have a special treat for you guys. Uh, we are going to do live trading. Normally, we have all access, but we're going to do live trading from 9 to just a little bit before 10 a.m. Our quarterly meeting will be going on today. So there will be no programming from around 10 a.m. I'm saying probably till 3.30, the close. I don't expect Moon or Bus being on. Uh, that's at 2 p.m. Uh, but stay tuned. We will go at least into live trading. I want to do something special for you guys and not leave you with hanging dry. So smash that thumbs on up before you get on out of here. And this stream will take you on over to live trading. Let's go ahead. Let's have some fun and get into this market because uh, looks like there's some action going on. Let's go. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.